0: Is that the smell of peppermint?
1: Yes, it... I always wear it before I leave the house. How How could you possibly know that unless... Yes, of, it can't be, but of course, you're the long-lost podcasting princess, Cytastasia.
0: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this movie. And let me tell you yeah, why I hate oh the movie. Oh, God. Be- my dog hates the movie, too. Um, it sucks because they tell you the answer in the first couple minutes and then then have the nerve to, like, have a whole movie about it when they just <laughs> reveal the solution in, like, the first minute. And then they're like, you want to watch this for another hour? There's nothing to do.
1: right. Like, oh my God. We really are. It is so uncanny sometimes where we have like the bestie f- like waverings. One, I love that like some of our New Year's talk was about being like patient and being kinder and understanding like, you know, no one wakes up and is like, I'm going to make a big piece of shit today. Yeah. And are like, being, like you, need to engage you know, we want to avoid light years this, movies. Right. Yeah. And this fucking movie, <laughs> this goddamn movie has us in other people's discords. Right. Just getting angry just and fired up, <laughs> arguing,
0: yeah, arguing over we-
1: things in this movie.
0: How did we start arguing like we're, in the Discord last night?
1: Because I screenshotted you saying Dimitri's mid and has no Riz. Right. And then I picked the GIF of her slapping Smacking Dimitri. And I'm like, my oh my head. God, her hand doesn't actually touch. <laughs> um, but, like, I literally, one of my notes is the entire plot. It's dependent on the audience not know or like the, the people in universe not knowing she's the princess but us knowing the princess and this back and forth of oh maybe she is why does she have all these memories and it's just it, it's so clunky it's, it's so like so unbalanced dumb. and it makes it so frustrating as an audience member because we're like we know there's we no know arc. already who she is like, yeah, exactly like there's is no the arc, arc here then <laughs> <laughs> no. The arc is her just being like, oh yeah, no, these memories are uh, that I'm the princess. Like, w- and like, what does that gain for her? What does right. that help her achieve? Like, she's looking for family. That's not dependent on her realizing yes, right. she is in fact the princess Anastasia of no. the Imperial Russian Court. Uh, oh, if you thought our Irish stuff was bad, oh, brace she doesn't
0: even guys. gain a family though. Like, right? This then is then all she yeets based off. On, this is all based on like. A tragedy. This is a story about some children that like were the victims of a firing squad. Like there, she doesn't have a family, it's just a grandma.
1: <laughs> yeah. I you know what's funny? Uh someone from Renfair, like someone from my Renfair days for Halloween went, and I guess they're fr- either the friend or their sister, I can't remember, went as like two of her she was Anastasia and one of the other ones was one of the other kids. And someone in the Instagram post went, this feels like it's a really poor taste. And Mm -hmm. apparently, like, got really aggro about it. And on one hand, I'm like, look, I will never, like, again, I will sympathize with royals sometimes, but I will never empathize with them. Like, you know, the Romanovs brought this upon their heads by being, you know, unchanging autocrats for over 300 years and leaving Russia in such a terrible state of bureaucratic incompetence and, like, not evolving the country in any meaningful way shape or form Mm -hmm. as they're getting lapped by literally every other Western power and Japan that like you know this was inevitable Um, and then you know micromanaging the war so badly that Lenin was able to come back and turn the tide against socialism and liberal democracy in favor of full-on communism but I did my homework here guys like I'm good on the revolutions Um, but (laughs) yeah like I'm also like I, I like I empathize with them on the general principle of like you know you know, you probably shouldn't just say it's okay to kill your political enemies and their families because once you start there, yeah. it's like, well, then who aren't you going to kill? Right. Like, who, you know, who's off limits then? Uh, welcome to the Disney desk, everyone. <laughs> I'm Carter.
0: And I'm Sydney.
1: <laughs> and this movie makes us Sucks. crazy. <laughs> um, so you're probably wondering what we're actually covering. If Assuming you, like are slow and couldn't pick up on all of our context clues. Right. We are talking about the 1997 animated film Anastasia, or Anastasia, Anastasia, or Anastasia, depending on how annoying you want to be with who English cares? pronunciation. Anastasia.
0: Um, can I say very Lady genuinely... who got shot
1: and doesn't remember. Right. The movie.
0: For some reason. Um, can I... Yeah, the movie, the musical. Um can I can I just say when I see su- like I forget which of us suggested this, but like I genuinely i, think I did I genuinely thought, yeah, because I think we we like talked about it in passing right a couple weeks ago, and then right. like you brought it up again, yeah, our original plan fell through, folks yeah. one day we're gonna talk about the boy and the heron, but we have had some really but, inclement yes. weather lately, and it prevented me from like getting to the theater. It's going to happen, I swear, I swear I swear. But yes. we needed a backup plan yes, very quickly. Yeah, sorry about it makes you
1: feel better, I couldn't see Color Purple either, because it's not right. even at our theater, and I'm mad.
0: I'm just trying to, like, cover my ass here and be like, we didn't want to watch this, I promise.
1: <laughs> they, we, Yeah, I was gonna be like, you're probably wondering why we chose such a weirdly specific movie. It's, you know, is it because it's the doldrums of January and it's cold? Yeah. Is it because it's snowing and it looks like Russia? Is it because Sydney's car would absolutely crash if she tried to make it to this theater? Right. Um, Kind of all of them. All of the, above. And the other day, literally like three days ago, I was just watching the snowfall, having a nice drink. And for some reason, that triggered the memory of Anastasia for me. And I thought, hey, that would kind of be a fun outside-the-box pick for us. Um, it kind of, you know, it's interesting because it lets us talk about Don Blues for the first time. Mm-hmm. It lets us talk about Fox as we're approaching year five of Disney owning the Fox company. Um, it has a lot of different interesting angles for us to talk about. But, but that was all dependent on us actually liking the film or, right. you know, <laughs> thinking the film was actually kind of good. Uh, yeah. Which is not true.
0: It's not true. And you're like, you know what? I genuinely, I very naively thought I was going to like it because, okay, so that's that kind of walks us into our first talking point of like, what is our history, personal history with this film prior to having seen it this week for this episode? Like, had you ever seen this?
1: It is definitely one of those ones. It is definitely one of those ones that we absolutely had the VHS of. It was one of those ones that would just get shoved in the rotation every now and then. You know, like I hear people with kids our age, which one, I'm like, this day, tomorrow, I'm really going to do it. I'm really going to Minecraft it. Um, and two... <laughs> <laughs> um, Two, like, you know, they talk about, like, you know, we have our Disney Plus and it's just a rotation of, like, Bluey and something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of how is used to be. You know, you just yes. shove things into the rotation. And it's like, I have enough memories of images of this that I definitely remember it. And then I just know it from reputation because it right. is Don Bluth, who is kind of one of the auteurs of the industry. He's kind of had a fascinating career. And, we'll t- you know, I'll do the history stuff I always do. And I remember the Bat a lot. I remember Bartog the Magnificent or whatever. Um, And then I was very familiar because I did see the show on Broadway before it closed with the original cast. Um, One of the leads, like, I actually know kind of Mm -hmm. through, like, other people. So I was like, I'm going to check this out. And I think that kind of obfuscated my memories of my actual relationship with the animated film. Hmm. So you've never, like, you were, well, we were talking about your much familiarity less. with this.
0: Yeah. So I was, like I said, it, at, at distance glance, it looks like it could be Disney. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's got beautiful design and like, mm-hmm. I've always seen stills of it, like not to date myself here. Cause we're old enough to like date ourselves now. You realize that? Yeah. Um,
1: we can go to the movies and go get food after by ourselves.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, we're old enough to like, be like back in my day, but like back in my day on Tumblr, like these were like, I remember Oh, that is old, right on Tumblr. (laughs) When there would be like collections of like magical look, like, you know, those pages that were like, Oh, princess stuff, whatever. Like there were always these like enhanced photos or like stills from this movie um you know highlighting all of like the glittery parts and stuff like that like it looked beautiful um i had never seen it but like i was just familiar with it and i think i knew that it wasn't disney but like that it just was like a princess film that was not disney i i remember having friends who were like fans of it but um i certainly never like saw this movie
1: right yeah, no, because this movie comes from a very specific time and place in history where I think I talked about this with Blue Sky Studio, which is also a Fox subsidiary, um, where it was like everyone was chasing Pixar. Everyone's like, we need a Pixar uh, retrofit, whatever, VFX studios. Oh, retrofit. Um, <laughs> This was this was the other version of this. This was in like the late '90s when like the Disney Renaissance. It's like after Aladdin becomes like s- as huge as it does, everyone's like, "We need this. Right. Make a make a make a Mickey Mouse studio." Yeah, and get me a which princess. Is hilarious because it, yeah, get some princesses, do some fairy tales because all of them are doing. Fairy, literally, the only one who doesn't do a fairy tale is Warner Brothers. pivots off of that to do Iron Giant, mm. and like it's so funny because at this they're point, they're smart. Like this movie comes out, in ni- yeah. This movie comes out in 1997. Well, they didn't market it, so how smart, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, it comes out in 1997, right around Hercules, where the whole Disney Renaissance thing is really going off the rails. Mm-hmm. So everyone's just left holding the bag, and, like, these producers are coming in, like, off their Coke binge. Like,
0: why the,
1: what who started <laughs> the off Coke. on all this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, wait, wait, who, who approved all this? What What is right. this effeminate <laughs> shit? Why, why is there, a princess? <laughs> So you get all of these movies like Anastasia, you get Swan Princess which we were just talking about, you get um you get Quest for Camelot. Do you remember Quest for Camelot at all?
0: No, I've never even heard that title.
1: Like it is weird that Disney, oh, well Disney did do a King Arthur thing, but you don't really think about it that way because no, it's more of a base. Oh, you don't. Based.
0: It feels very separated yeah.
1: from that. Right, because it's just the origin story. It's not all of, like, the myth-making of, like, you know... Of the Galen hero. And, and, and Lancelot and whatnot. And yeah, he yeah. as a cool king. He's, like, a whiny little guy. Right, he's um, a little boy. It's his birthday, probably. Yeah. So is it his birthday in the movie? I don't know. Probably. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, that whole era where these things, like, people just kind of, like, you know, people who don't follow this shit as closely as us just chalk it all up to, oh, it's a Disney. It's a yeah, Disney. obviously. Or at least, like, yeah, or their brain just is, like, oh, maybe that was, like, you know, the B Company, like, goofy right. movie or whatnot Ugh, and don't even bring been, that
0: into this okay
1: right how you know what shame <laughs> on me right. I'm disgusted with myself i will like self-flagellate on screen yeah you know in minecraft right? like i got yeah on minecraft myself in penance. Uh, <laughs> yes but um should i just cover like how this movie gets made
0: please do to save us from ourselves okay.
1: donald vigil bluth don bluth so he is kind of in the same era of, um, he is kind of in the same era of like animation. He's kind of there at, at Disney when all of it's going to hell. He actually kind of has an interesting um, career. So first off, apparently he's re- related to Mitt Romney because he's a Mormon. He's from like Utah, so oh, he has distant so. connections to Mitt Romney. Well, I'm not going sl- <laughs> to.
0: This is just a year a man. of every every episode of me like throwing a curveball that you will sh- yeah, most just surely saying have something to where I'm like
1: i might have to edit i'm that gonna out. have to get
0: rid of that yeah thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep i've done my
1: but, job yeah so like he grew up into disney movies and pretty early like in the 50s ends up going to um he goes to byu and ends up getting a job at disney basically right out of college like he's working on like the 50s movies like at the peak of their power Hmm. Like, you know, he, he gets brought on as an assistant for Sleeping Beauty. And then he literally is like, yeah, but I kind of got bored with that. So then he goes on a mission to Argentina. Just okay. like, a couple years. Like a mission a couple trip? years of his life. Yeah. Um, like, just spreading the word of, you know, the Book of Mormon to yeah. Argentina. Yeah. So he's just like, ah, whatever. His literal quote is, I left, I think, because I found it kind of boring. I didn't want to do it. And just goes <laughs> off, fucks off for a little bit. Okay. And then goes home and decides, eh, why not go back into animation? So he's there during this, like, famous era. Like, we've talked about this era. Like, the Fox and the Hound, like, post-Walt's death, like, this tense era where, like, the old animators are getting pushed out by the new animators. Brad Bird's getting fired because he won't stop fighting with executives. John Lasseter's pivoting to new technology and getting ready to make Pixar. Musker and Clemens are just kind of waiting for their opportunity to get to make anything they want mm-hmm. and desperately like, will someone please let us make this treasure Island in space movie? And they're like, no, you know, Tim Burns. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the angriest one. And then Tim Burns <laughs> just kind of there. And they're like, here's money, make stuff. You'll figure it out. Like, could okay. you, could you stop drawing the hound? Like it died. <laughs> and yeah. And he ends up leaving during this time. Uh, he was like, uh, his exact quote was, "It was all much different because Walt was gone. It was a committee running. It was a committee running the place. The pictures did not look very good. I love when people say the pictures. The I was no longer encumbered with the romantic film over my eyes. I could see a little more clearly. So he just basically starts scooping up other animators, um, Gary Goldman, John um, Pomroy, kind of his two like buddies, mm-hmm. and they all end up just kind of like fucking off. Like he takes all these like youthful animators." like, in the late 70s, and it's just like, all right, we're going to go do our own thing. He forms Don Blute Studios. They're literally doing it out of our garage because it's like, yeah, we couldn't afford to make a studio, so we just bought as much of the equipment as we could. Right. And we just hang out in my pool and, like, you know, nice. draw stuff. They mm-hmm. we were, like, you know, they were just sitting around some, probably smoking weed, drinking beers. Like, I got an idea. So you know how when you think of time, you usually think about it in relation to the land. What if? And here we, we are. This about is Elaine crazy. Before time. Yeah, Hear we are. Oh. You're going to want to sit down. Everyone sit down. Get out of the pool and sit and down. they're like,
0: man, lay off the weed. You've gone too far. Yeah.
1: See, I-, I love him because he's always looked old. And I'm like, this is a guy who either has never touched weed in his life or is still touching weed. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I love that energy. But anyway, he makes Secret of <laughs> Nim, which is like kind of a financial dud. And it, ha- like it comes out right when a strike is happening. But it's a really, really good. And then, like, you know, he putzes around, does a lot of different animation. Famously, he did the video game Dragon Slayer. It was like an arcade game oh. where it looks like an animated cartoon. And if you don't, like, basically, it's like you pick a direction to go, and if you pick the wrong direction, you die. And it has this, like, elaborate cartoon death. <laughs> um, anyway, Spielberg, like, picks up, you know, is like, hey, you want to make some cartoons for me, kid? Um, so he does American Tale, which ends up becoming the basically the most financially successful non-Disney film to ever exist. Hmm. Then he does Lane Before Time, which is huge, critically acclaimed. And then things start to go off the rails a little bit for our friend uh, Donnie. Oh, Donnie, uh, He baby. makes all dogs go to heaven. You know, you, oh, you yes. love a Wikipedia page where you just conveniently leave out 10 years of a man's career when he's still right. making things.
0: They're like, don't worry um, about it. So
1: he makes, all, yeah, he makes all dogs go to heaven. Uh, then it just, it's kind of just a stink fest for the 90s. Rockadoodle Thumbelina, a troll in Central Park. Thumbelina, in the and the I remember. Yeah, that's the only one of these that has any staying power in my brain.
0: One day we got to do All Dogs Go to Heaven.
1: Oh, God. I don't know. See, that one people actually like. It's just yeah. kind of like, ah, it feels like he's kind of losing his touch a little bit here. Like this one's a little loosier, goosier, but still mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the late Renaissance where it's like, right. all right, are these perfect? No, but they no, got heart. No, but what
0: they have a lot of heart. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so Fox brings him in. They're like, hey, we'll sign a picture deal. You're gonna make, you know, you're gonna be our Walt. You're gonna make our movies. And their one stipulation was they wanted him to do a film based off something they already had, like some like a movie they'd already made or a book they'd already had the rights to. So for a little while, they're, like, working on The King and I or My Fair Lady. Again, it's very interesting because you can feel that influence in this movie. You can feel mm-hmm. that, like, 40s, 50s cinema, like, you know, gold sort of golden age musical energy. Mm. And then they end up picking up a 1956 film called Anastasia, which is loosely, 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 and I cannot stress enough how loosely, loosely. based off the story of Anna Anderson, who ends up getting admitted into a hospital in, right. like you know, post, you know, the uh, 20s. Like, like, yeah, the 20s claiming and, you know, she ends up institutionalized and she claims she's the long lost heir to Nicholas, the second throne, Anastasia, right. um, which ends up creating this whole like mellow romantic drum. Like, you know, it becomes this like sort of fun myth and they end up being like, Hey, let's make a movie off of that.
0: <laughs> let's make a movie off of that, but not about that. Like, at all.
1: Right, but not about that even a little bit. <laughs> a little
0: I think bit. my
1: comment was, how, despite not being about a colonized people, is this almost as tasteless it, and as offensive as Pocahontas? It really is. Like, and I, I I think, like, my big, biggest note from all of this is, it feels like a movie... It's like an alternate reality where Disney was still making movies in the 90s, but never quite figured out the Renaissance formula. Like, mm. everything is just like five to 10% off. Yeah. And one of those is just like the fact that they do a nominally historical event movie. Right. Like, Pocahontas, it survives by the fact that it leans into sort of Disney magic. Like, yes. it's like, oh, this isn't real life. This is like a fairy tale. Right. Know? The magic is, you know, magic. They speak is clear. the same like, language now. Magic. They, yeah, they speak the same language now. There is kind of like a suspension of disbelief that lets you get through it. Right. Whereas this, like, that element is, you know, it's nominally set in a real world, but with this one Right, like,
0: with this one thing. And you know what? Like, speaking of how offensive it is, like, and we'll get into the design of the, the animation here, but like, I was like, everybody here is ugly.
1: <laughs> right it, it, again that's a part of and it, of it. feels like racist t- <laughs> right it feels horrifically offensive yeah. to the Russian people yeah and like which is funny because it doesn't go into the same stereo. It doesn't no. quite go into the same stereotypes as like Pocahontas, where it's like, well, of course the indigenous Americans do like do stuff with magic the wind, yeah, and talk to trees and plants. Obviously,
0: and what else are they gonna do? It yeah. doesn't do
1: shit. Like, there's no bit where they're just drinking vodka or like talking about potatoes. Like right. The most stereotypical line <laughs> I think is like referencing dancing bears. But at the same time, yeah. I'm like, it just feels worse because it's so, it's so cl- like so much more nominally a real world, and yeah. part of that is the animation style that is this weird. Like, again, I, one thing Disney learned is you don't want to, you don't want while they had like references for their motion, they would have like people come in and pretend to be the princesses. Mm-hmm. You have to like, you have to simplify. You have, it. To, you have be to cartoonize it a little bit. Good
0: at animating, yeah. You have to animate, and well, it's like this. Yeah, we're again, we're gonna we're jumping the gun here, but it's like. What you said earlier about the slap not hitting, like, you're right, it doesn't connect. And that is because this is the laziest, like, at at some point you got to call it laziness, right? Because it is just drawing over reference. Like, it's so obviously
1: all reference. It's all. I I would kill to get, like, more behind the scenes stuff for this. Because unfortunately, I couldn't really find a lot. Like, I could only get, like, you know, interviews and written pieces. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get, like, visual reference. Because, yeah, it's simultaneously, like, you can tell they're good animators on this. But you can also tell they do not have the resources to do a Disney-level production. And they're trying to. And, uh, again, they're missing the mark. Again, like, Beauty and the Beast is very, like, you know, it's sweeping and beautiful in its motions. But Mm -hmm. it's also cartoony. It's not, like, too hyper-realistic. So you get this imperfect animation combined with, like, hyper-accurate motions.
0: yeah. It's uncanny. Like, even at the beginning
1: of the movie... Yes, exactly. There's a bit at the beginning of the movie where they're running away from, like, the Bolsheviks. And, like, she's trying to grab onto a train. And I'm just like, what the
0: hell is this? Yeah, it's... Why does it look like It's uncanny this? to the eye. Even, like... But it's, like, I'm calling it lazy because it's, like... It's not even just, like, the big action scenes that they lean into this, like, reference, like, material... It's in, like, their conversations and, like, facial expressions. You can see mm-hmm. that, like, they just... Like, the eye can just pick up. At least, at least like, you and I can tell the difference between, like... We've what, seen enough...
1: We've watched enough of this of shit cartoons. to, like... Yeah, to be like, All right, it this is weird. a drawn
0: cartoon and, like, this is, like, traced over some kind of reference material and the the entire thing looks... Or or I should say, like, when I, when I said earlier that everybody looks ugly, it's, like, the people that look more cartoonish in design... Are less reference like seem more authentically drawn and and animated like cartoons and then the people that look a little more princessy like the main character and like the male lead and even the grandmama like that sort of look a little <laughs> more elegant in design are like entirely
1: referenced. right and even just like and one, like, again, it's, like, it's a combination of things, but it's also, like, the color palette on this movie and just, like, the character animation. Like, it, it, like some of it is deliberately trying to invoke grossness. Like, Rasputin is supposed to look gross. He's supposed to be, like, right. weird. But even just, like, scenes where they're just walking around, I'm, like, the color palette is doing no favors for yeah. any of these people. And when you combine it with, like, the hyper-realistic motions, on top of, like, also, like... Also, so much early digital like technology in this, like so much like, oh, clearly CGI. CGI stuff. Which yeah, again that just, just becomes so, out of so place. hard for the eye to take.
0: Yeah.
1: Again, I'm like, my God, guys, like, you know, Beauty and the Beast came out like f- five years ago. Right. Like this this technology has been here. Where have you been? Yeah. Like, it looks way better than this at this point. Like, Treasure Planet, like two years after this, looks better than this. Right.
0: Like, and it's like because I don't like, know how you get it. Treasure Planet sort of, like, uses the CGI a little more thoroughly. Like, they use it right. more consistently throughout in smaller ways where it's, like, this movie looks mostly flat and then something big will happen. And suddenly it's you're looking at something 3D.
1: Right, right. And it's, like, I guess I don't want to be mad at them if we're experimenting, but it was a bad experiment. Like, (laughs) again, one that's like, we want a Disney, but we're not willing to build the infrastructure and, like, the build-up. Like, you know, you spent a lot of money for this to be your first attempt, to be your canary in the coal mine for whether or not you could do this. Like, there's a reason why Disney had to make dozens upon dozens upon dozens of short films before they felt comfortable doing an entire feature-length film. It's like, even in today's day and age, there's an infrastructure you have to build before you're able to do things on this level. Mm. And, like... That also, uncanniness, also comes to, like, the performances, too, because, again, it's so trying to invoke this, like, sort of golden age, sort of, like, romantic, light comedy, like, light musical comedy. Like, it's so clearly trying to be, like, like, there's a scene that's so, like, invocative of My Fair Lady where they're trying to, like, teach our Anya to be Anastasia. It comes in the exact (laughs) wrong place of the movie, and we'll talk about, like, why the music is so weird later. But, like, yeah, but it's, like, it's, like, It just doesn't feel right. Like, that stuff doesn't really work with the animation. And it really doesn't work with these voice performances that are so 90s. That are so, like, unable to invoke that specific era. Like, again, say what you want about Disney. They're very good at... Yes. Say what you want about Disney, but they're very good at identifying, like, what time this... Like, their movies need to feel like. And Mm -hmm. finding the exact right performers to hit that. Right. This is, like... This is the worst of stunt casting. Where it's, like, it doesn't fit anything Mm -hmm. and it just ends up pulling you out of the movie like I like Meg Ryan I really do I feel like she's like kind of an unfairly maligned actress in our like discourse Mm -hmm. like before we were yelling at like you know before we were getting catty about like the Twilight franchise she was like the like girl thing that people were supposed to hate
0: yeah um
1: she was the Brie Larson for some reason
0: (laughs) right Um,
1: Right. But, like, just, again, the exact wrong energy for starry-eyed but a bit sassy princess.
0: Yeah. But, again, it's like, you know, talking about the songs. Well, ugh. I just think about this movie and, like, everything that I hate comes to the front of my mind at once. Right. But, like...
1: (laughs) I've made so many notes for this, but the minute you start talking about one thing, it's attached to another thing. It's just this horrible, like, it's like they try to build a house... And you realize one... Yeah, it's a web where it's like you can't pull it one part without triggering seven different things. Right.
0: Because I'm like, none of the music matters, again, when there is Mm. no arc. There's nothing to sing about and nothing to talk about. And that is why the songs suck so bad. There's nothing to talk about.
1: Yeah, they're beautiful. Like, there's a lot of beautiful songs. Like, Once Upon a December and Journey to the Past are objectively Mm -hmm. beautiful songs that, like, would fit comfortably into whatever Disney version of this could exist. But the problem is, like... Yeah, you're doing it because My Fair Lady had music. You're doing it because King and I had music. You're not doing it because you want to do a musical. Right. And like the best example of that is the if it, if she can do it, which is them like trying to get her to remember the history of the royal court, them. and it's like, why is this happening sixty to like seventy percent through the movie? This should have been the right. beginning of the right. story. Exactly. Like at this point, it's too late for this. Or even Journey into Journey to the Past. It's like right. So this movie is structured so fucking awkwardly because it's like we have the flashback where we narrate like, oh, and Imperial Russia was this beautiful, happy place and everyone was happy. Please don't look outside the palace walls. Please don't walk right. around the streets, you know. And and that Rasputin. Oh, that Rasputin. He f- used his magic to I fuel the flames of like Rasputin. revolution. And don't don't at, don't talk to any of these people and ask why they're upset. Um and and. Right. You know, then we just cut ahead to Anya being like 10 years older and like she's supposed to go work at a fish market. But then she's like, I'm going to go here instead. And then she starts singing like her basically I want song. Yeah. It's like we haven't known her long enough to like
0: to appreciate her or understand
1: what this means to her. No. But they don't even
0: tell us what it means to her. Like they don't even fully. Right. With any depth flesh out what it means to her.
1: Right. It's it means something to us because we know she's actually the princess yeah. and we want her to figure out that she's the princess and yeah. that's such an annoying place to be as an audience where you know too much, it's such a challenge the to characters. figure out how much, yeah, Exactly. It's such a hard balancing act because you do want the, ideally you want the audience to know a little more because you mm-hmm. want them to feel smart and you want them to feel like they figured out things. Mm-hmm. So like in a mystery story, when you have a piece of information the detective doesn't, you feel like, oh ho. Oh. Oh, oh. But if you give them too much, it's just annoying because it makes all the characters look like fucking morons. <laughs> right. And you're like, how have you, I can figure this out. Me, a known right. buffoon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, in, like comparing it to another I Want song, the reason why Bell works so well is because it's basically a rumor in St. Petersburg in journey to the past match together where we're getting like a sense of the environment we're doing this whole thing with the town but it's also advancing belle's character we're understanding what her problem is right where she's like you know i'm in this basic
0: and everyone thinks i'm weird yeah yeah
1: (laughs) people are mad that I, but they
0: tolerate me because i'm pretty
1: (laughs) yes if i was slightly less pretty they'd burn me as a witch (laughs) exactly <laughs> it's our best or our worst episode? Yeah, it's our worst. But I love it. Uh, yeah, and it's every song is like that, where it's just like, well, this is a song that would exist in a Disney movie, but we don't know where to put it. So uh, here,
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Uh,
1: there. That's like, fine. Just,
0: it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. Who fucking cares? We have a villain song because Disney song Disney movies uh. are supposed to. Do we just get? Well, do you want to talk about other characters before we get to Rasputin? No. Because that's the most interesting part of all of this. I like. Well, not the most interesting, but it's fascinating.
0: I like how this movie inadvertently highlights, like, the fact that the Romanovs' fate was probably totally their own fault. <laughs> I say that because, like, this guy has nothing to do. In this movie. <laughs>
1: like. <laughs> He's the most afterthought villain. To the point where she goes. At the end of the movie. When they confront each other. He, She goes. And I'm like. Have you guys met? Raspian? Oh yeah, I guess you did.
0: Right. It's like. The. The boss fight. Like. That's. That's the part. Of the movie for me. Like. I, I felt like I was being more or less polite. Up until like. We get to the third act. And I'm like. This. is the stupidest movie. I have ever seen. Like. This is where I start like shaking my computer of like I hate this movie, because this this fight scene just has no weight to it. Like,
1: right? I'm literally are, like, what are the stakes? Who? How do you beat him? Where's his magic know. coming?
0: Like, how do you beat him? And why do you why do you beat him? Why is he a threat? Why are you afraid of him? We have never met this person.
1: <laughs> right? Like we talked about like. It, it, like we talked about with the Marvels where it's like the fight is quick and punchy because again the emotional arc is solved and now it's just about stopping a threat. And like this is the exact like this is that gone wrong where I'm like what does this mean to you? What does fighting him specifically mean to you as a character? What connection do you have to this person other than he kind of got your family killed and tried to kill you? Like what what emotional right. stake do you have in this battle? Especially and since the answer you can't is you don't, confirm you have
0: none. That he killed her family. Like, you don't know that. Right. Like, you, don't, you don't know shit. And, yeah,
1: you don't <laughs> – again, like, it had, like, it's so funny that the movie came out the same year as Hercules because it's a much worse problem than Hercules had. Like, people complain about the fact that, like, Hades and Hercules don't meet till the end of the movie. Mm. And it's like, well, what's the conflict here? And it's like, no, this is a much worse version. Right. Because they kind of know each other but don't really connect. And again, it's so telling because they like, by all accounts, went through a couple different ideas for like a villain. At one point, it was going to be, uh, like it was going to be like a Soviet like general. At one point, mm-hmm. there was at least an idea that it was going to be Bolsheviks, and then they're like, "No, rescue because he's weird," like because he's just like. Because we unique already think of him as the
0: bad guy, or like it, we we like, I but we don't. If anything, we think of him as like some kind of like. Folk rock star.
1: Yeah, folk celebrity, kind of. Like, yeah. he's, he's like the darling of your AP European history class because right. he's weird and he died in an interesting way. And everybody
0: way. knows that one song from Just Dance back in, like, the 20s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> everybody knows that, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, when in reality, and it's so funny because it's like, it, like, it's so funny because he actively tried, it's so interesting because he actively tried to keep the Romanovs from dying because like at the end of the day the breaking point was that they refused to leave the war and that's also what broke up the provisional government like cause like Nicholas abdicated he gave up his power to the Duma as like a somewhat like loosey goosey political structure of like liberal democrats socialists and other like interested parties and, like, what killed them was they just refused to end the war. Like, right. they refused to sign a treaty with Germany to end World War I. And, like, they literally had to fucking move the capital to Moscow because the Germans were getting too close. And Lenin basically won because he's like, mm-hmm. I'll end the war. No questions asked. I'll take whatever deal. The right. war will end. You guys will, you, will ha- you won't have to sacrifice for the war anymore. And that just turned the tide. Like, Raspbian was a pacifist. That was a part of why everyone hated him because he was like, we shouldn't be in the war. He was there to like, talk of to he women. course Yes. And um, like
0: not really heal this blue boy.
1: Yeah. That he did. it's also wants. funny because it's like people hated him because no one would admit that like the kid had hemophilia. Like, right. basically, right. Uh, so people who don't know who, uh, should we explain? Okay. Yeah. Shortest He's, version is Rasputin was like a Serbian like cleric. He like would travel the countryside, became like a celebrity he because like the really thought he was Extremely cool. religious. Well, that's yeah. how it started. The commoners thought he was cool, and then, like, he became this, like, symbol. to He got introduced to the royal court because they're like, we need to get back to our faith. We need to get back to our roots. Right. And then he meets the Romanovs. He, quote-unquote, heals their son. Alexei. Which, in reality, was he got him, yeah, he got Alexei off uh, aspirin, which was thinning his blood, which made his hemophilia worse. Right. But <laughs> here's the thing. The only people who knew he had hemophilia were his parents, so everyone's like, this man must have, like, dark magic. That's his hold over the army. <laughs> right. When in reality, it's he A, was just smarter no, than no more aspirin, else. Yeah, and B, he, you know, he helped, like, Alexandria feel better, which calmed yeah. the kid down, so, like, it fixed everything. He had riz. And then, yeah, he had some level of riz. <laughs> and, like, he wasn't a good guy in history. By all no, accounts, he bad. was, like, a drunk and antagonistic. A and, womanizer. Like, solicited court members. Yeah, yeah, he took advantage of, like, people and like his followers Mm -hmm. and like that stuff got masked because there was all more scandalous rumors about him of being an actual dark wizard who came back from the dead um right to make him the villain of this movie is insane on like seven levels
0: to yeah like isn't the famous story about like uh them attempting to poison him and it didn't work and he ate an entire meal that was apparently totally filled with poison and then they had to just shoot him at point blank range and like drag him into the ocean or something yeah.
1: like that it, it basically there's like 12 different stories about he assassinated how he got assassinated right. when in reality it was like three jack you know three middling like military jackasses right. deciding they had to kill this guy and not having the stomach to actually just do it right so exactly they just fucked their way through. It. <laughs> right um so to make him the villain in this is one Stupid. weirdly a historical and also dumb because again it's like what does this mean like you know what connection does he have to any of this other than the like like, he doesn't,
0: especially not if, if like you're not, if we are not going to acknowledge or like, like if we don't want to write a story about history. what happened to this family, if we don't want to talk about them being like shot to death, and we're going to make up some other thing that happened that's like movie, family movie appropriate, it makes even less sense to reference any of this back right. to Rasputin.
1: It, 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 it's a movie that inexplicably needs more history because yes. like <laughs> if you remove the actual history all of it just means nothing, nothing. he's just a guy it's yeah. just the thing happens and the thing happened and right then the thing did the thing exactly. and you're like well none of this means anything instead we're just and like if the song you know if the songs fit in the right place if the narrative was better constructed if the narrative was tighter or like made sense flow wise it would be better but instead if this was a good doesn't. movie it's it would just, be a good movie <laughs> Yeah, I know. Again, we're talking, I love, like, I feel like one of the reasons why we don't do a lot of script doctors, because at the end of the day, it really does get, if the movie was a good movie, it would be a good movie. It would be fine, Um, but it's not. Yeah. And it's like, uh, again, uh, and like the cardinal sin really is just like what you said at the beginning. It's like so much of this is dependent on her actually being Anastasia. If it was a mystery, that could work. If we found it out along with her, that could work. If it was, if she knew the whole time, it would work. But this infuriating plot structure of, like, she doesn't know who she is, but she is the person. But these two, you know, her two con men friends don't. And they also mm-hmm. won't tell her about the reward that just adds extra complication. Right. It's just layers upon layers upon layers of, like, it's just bullshit. It's just, like, it's just stuff that happens. It's like like...
0: Is it just me? Or, I feel like this only needs to be adjusted slightly. Like, I actually like the con man thing. I kind of... Right. I sort of like the angle of, of like, these two, like, not really caring one way or another whether or not she's royal, but just, like, having an opportunity to, like, cash in somehow. I, I think that works really well, but it's like, all right... Something's gotta, like something very slight just needs to shift here. Like this would be different if like she knew she she had no mem- memory loss and she always knew, but like nobody else believed her, or like.
1: And she just needed to get to Paris because she's right. like, if I can just talk to her, she'll understand.
0: Or the opposite of like the con men, like because he, the Dimitri was there, witnessed it, and he remembers mm. her exactly. But like if he knew, but she still has amnesia and she doesn't ever believe it, and she's like not. Like, she's, she's not even going for it. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That would But work. then you've got to let her more in on the plot, because the fact right. that they don't tell her about the reward money adds this layer of, like, oh, all of this was so foolish, and you tricked me. Slap. And that's just too... Yeah, slap. Uh, <laughs> just stupid. See, that's why it feels so invocative of live action, because I'm like, that looks like a stage combat slap, but you don't yeah, quite the way hit them, and it you, up. like... Yeah, you, like, have them, like, clap their um, thigh to yeah. create the sound. Um, yeah, and it just... it. Again, yeah, it literally is just jumble things around, and you could kind of fix this. Yeah. Because the individual moments, I don't hate. Like, right. even as much as we don't like Rasputin, his song is kind of a banger. Yeah, I don't and mind And, like, it. it's fun. Yeah, it's, like, kind of gross, and I'm like, why are there bugs? Like, he's not menacing enough. It's a little, it's annoying because the song is menacing, but the animation isn't menacing. Like, again, again, it's like the Disney thing of I... you really have to observe Disney to understand why it works. But it's like, you know be prepared works because it's him like jumping around and it's right. like green and smoky and fiery. And like, we already know these hyenas are dangerous where I'm like, why are you dancing around bugs? Where are you? What is this? Yeah, what is this? Dimension? Who is this bat?
0: I, um, and are you a I, dead body? Like, are you a zombie? Yeah.
1: Are you dead? Are you alive? What are we doing here? I do love his whole thing is like, I can't die. I have to kill her so I can die. Please. <laughs> Please. I'm like, I agree. End this fucking movie. <laughs>
0: Okay, wait. I'm glad you brought up be prepared because it's like you're highlighting um, inadvertently something that I have an issue with with the music in this movie. And it's like,
1: can I interject real quick? Yeah. Just to say, like, hey, if you guys don't, if you guys think it's like unfair or like uncool to constantly be comparing it to Disney, you're wrong. Then why the fuck did they try to make a Disney movie? Right. No, right. Make something else then. Don't explicitly invoke Disney. To get your, they like, to make tried a movie to then. make a
0: Disney movie, yeah, and failed. But anyway, um, I, I think I said to you when I was texting you while watching this, it's like, this knows that it's a musical, and mm. that is a big issue for me. Because it's like, usually, like I'm thinking of, of things where we have these big ensemble pieces, like Encanto, if we, there's like a don't, We Don't Talk About Bruno, or a Be Prepared. I would consider that kind of like, a, w- including a large ensemble even Bell right. has a large, you know, when we have this whole town. Yeah.
1: But it's That's like, I noticed
0: something so interesting with the way that you animate those. That it's like, it, this is, sounds crazy, but like, it changes, it change, changes the essence of a song like that, depending on like, how you draw the people and how, like, which direction the people are facing. Like, none of the music in here feels like there are people... That it's like, oh, they communicate through singing. Like they they are sure we know they're singing, but like they're all just talking to one another. Like right.
1: it feels that's staged. a great point. It, it feels like they're all talking to us.
0: Yes, they yes. Every song feels like they are talking to the audience, as if this was a staged musical. And mm-hmm. it, instead of the opposite, where, again, like, like a bell. But it's not trying to be. When they're it's speaking to It's just how one they another. chose to frame it. It's just how they chose to frame it. And I think it makes it really corny.
1: <laughs> right. Right, because it's like you have to commit to doing that. Like yeah. you have to know that's how your songs. Again, because it's like they hadn't think out any of these songs. They just hired no. someone to write nice music. Right. Like they didn't think about, like, why you would use music in this situation or, like, how those songs would actually work in the context of all of this mm-hmm. and so yeah all of it comes off as like well they're just talking to us it's like oh it's time to have a song right. so here we go <laughs> yeah and you're right like the best example or like frozen heart is a good example because it's like yes. oh they're literally just singing it as they work and it's like yeah because you know mm-hmm. they're not literally singing they're emotionally singing
0: Right, yeah, I can't think of any other, like I said, again, this is just something that, like, Disney knows how to do. I feel like anybody else would know how to do this, and that somehow they overthought and messed up.
1: Well, I think they underthought it. That's the problem, because it's, Maybe. like, Disney knows how to do it because they want to do it. The other only... people know how to do it because they commit to doing it. Every, so many of these parts just feel like they're here because they felt obligated to be.
0: The only You other... couldn't just
1: do a story about Anastasia. It had to be a magical fairy tale with music.
0: Right the only other song like disney song that like kind of sings to the audience might be prince ali
1: right but like but they, even they that established but those genie rules that genie can communicate can
0: kind with us. of yeah right genie can yeah. break the fourth wall
1: if you right if you establish a rule in universe then it works But, like, again, there's no rules established here other than, well, we're trying to do kind of like a 1950s movie, and those have show-stopping musical numbers. So I guess we're just doing a show-stopping musical number. Mm -hmm. And we'll just animate it nicely. Because, again, the animation, like, Journey or um, Once Upon a December is a genuinely beautiful sequence. I'm like, if you could just... This feels like it belongs in the Disney vault. Like, in terms of just, like, oh, this is why you tell musical stories. Because you're dreaming of this previous life. Right. And, but, yeah, again, it's, like... Should I use this opportunity to talk about, like, the Broadway musical? Because I feel like so many of the problems we're saying actually get fixed in the Broadway musical. Mm -hmm. So, like, like pre-pandemic, like, 2018-ish range, they end up adapting this to a Broadway, or, like, a stage musical, a Broadway show. Um, And it actually changes a lot. Well, one, obviously they add a lot more songs. Like, it's just by nature. One, she's older, like, she's older when all of this happens. So the amnesia element makes like, I don't know, the amnesia element is done a lot better because it's more like, oh, she still kind of remembers things, but doesn't 100%. She's let in on the scheme basically right away, like, in terms of, like, the element of, like, the reward. So there's not that, like, tension between them. Like, there's no secrets between all of them. They're just like, hey, it would benefit all of us if you pretend... Yeah, you kind of look like the princess. What if you pretend you're the princess? And even if we get caught like all right well we don't get the money but we're out of Russia and you're in Paris which is where you wanted to be in the first place right um obviously and i think like i'm talking about so much about like the problem with this movie is it wants to be a magical like fairy tale disney musical mm. there's no magic in this version like this version is completely like grounded in reality Good. the idea is instead of a wizard a wizard fucking with her life the main enemy <laughs> is this guy who <laughs> A wizard fucked your life, kid. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, like, basically, the main villain, and this was one of the ideas they pitched for the animated movie, is just, like, a Soviet deputy who's, like, you know, a bunch of scorned ladies who didn't pass the audition to become Anastasia tell him, like, hey, these guys are planning on getting out of the country and they're starting this whole rumor about Anastasia, and he starts investigating it. And mm. basically, he's like, yeah, my dad was there when we executed them, and I gotta finish the job, I guess. Um, oh. And in general, like, yeah, the that's that's what I like that about feels it. The idea that there are like th- yeah, right? There are themes and ideas here. The idea is like the protagonist and the antagonist are like two people who are left in the ruins of this empire who like directly were connected to it. Um one they and like in terms of like maturing it and also like she's the first one to appreciate that she might actually be Anastasia cuz right. they go on the you know, they don't... Like, the train sequence is the only, like, action sequence. They cut out, like, the boat, which I do. God, that sequence is fucked up when you think about it. It's like, you know, fake versions of her parents being like, if you Minecraft yourself, you'll get to see us again. And if I'm you, like, okay, that's an idea, but it's a little too dark for minecraft. this otherwise, like... <laughs> 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 if you Minecraft, <sighs>
0: if you minecraft I meant to step
1: away from the mic for that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, future <laughs> Carter. Um, but, like, yeah... And it doesn't work because Rasputin is too, like, he's too ineffectual a villain. 90% of the time, he's just stomping around like, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, they go on the train. The idea is there's another, like, sort of scholarly intellectual trying to sneak out of the country – off you know the secret police are moving around they're like we're looking for this guy have you seen him and then you just hear a gunshot she immediately starts having an incident of ptsd where she's like remembering mm. like what happened Gunshots? like again yeah. they obviously they don't show it but they allude to it enough and it kind of as close to as explicitly state what happened as you can and she's like having a meltdown on this train being like i told my brother it was going to be okay like and then she goes like i what if i am her because she's like, I shouldn't be able to remember this. Yeah, And that just works so much better. It's also like the moving of the songs around. So like, mm-hmm. once upon a De- we open with Once Upon a December. Like, you know, we she opens the music box pretty... Basically, the minute she meets them, she's able to open the music box, which is what they're like, okay, we'll give you a chance. Because if you can do this, you can probably fake all the other stuff. And that leads right into if she can do it. Which makes sense, because it's like, before they leave, they got to make sure their story's straight. Right. And then, Journey to the Past is the act one break where she's literally about to see Paris for the first time, and then you get this big rear projection of Paris. Hmm. And for me, I think that the element they add that works the best is, so there is, like, the other countess who Vlad is, like, into. Um, They flesh out their romance, because Broadway rules dictate you have one serious romance and then one comedic romance.
0: And a goofy one, yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, the silly one, um, embodied by... um, Like, you're never going to talk about Oklahoma's, which is, like... Well, yeah, but, <laughs> like, in Oklahoma, it's, like, Addie is, like, the comedic second love interest, and she has a whole song about, man, I just can't sleep, stop sleeping with guys, and that's gonna be man, problem. and I'm like, you're never gonna top that, it's you're just right. fucking hilarious, <laughs> it's just so funny that this, like, 1940s musical, that's, like, the central conflict for your <laughs> second romance, but I digress, anyway, She gets a song, um, what is it called, Um, Land of Yesterday. And the idea is there's this one club in uh, Paris where all of these, like, Russian exiles hang out, just, like, drinking and reminiscing. And, like, I think it gets to the heart of the problem of, like, in the animated movie, it doesn't mean anything if she's actually Anastasia. It really doesn't. Because it's like, what are they going to do? Like, she gets her family back, whether she takes the throne or not. And then she leaves, you know, the one person that's in her family to go be with this guy. Right. Like, it's like, okay, let's follow it. Like, let's say she takes the throne. What does that mean? Are they going to storm Leningrad? Are they going to take their throne back? Like, it doesn't mean anything. And the stage musical does a better job of tackling that, where it's this song called The Land of Yesterday, where they're just singing about, like, this dead empire, and it's like, yeah, no, it's over, you know? Right. Our, you know, we flew too close to the sun, and we paid for it, and this is where we are now. And that's kind of, like, the subtext, you know, they find, you know... Anastasia has her, like, hero moment where this, like, Soviet has her at gunpoint. It's like, I have to do this. Like, I have to clean up the job. And she's like, all right, but, you know, you can't kill a myth. And he's like, I can't do it. And both of them kind of realize, like, yeah, it's over. Like, the war, right. you know, the Civil War's over. Like, w- whatever the Romanovs meant anymore doesn't matter anymore. And she just runs off to become, like, a myth. And it's like, right. yeah, that's what she should be. Wow. I, uh, there's a great line from the grandmother that's like, Or, like, you know, basically they have a press conference with the Soviet guy and the grandma, and the Soviet guy says, She's just a dream. And the grandmother goes, But a beautiful dream, too. And I think that inherently, better than anything in the actual animated movie, gets at, like, why there's an emotional appeal to this story. This dream of being whisked into a fairy tale world. This dream of, like, you know, this horrible thing happening, but something surviving in it. This dream of, like, you know, like the weird romanticism that, like, 1800s russia had of like this strange place that's so different you know a mix of like you know so many different cultures and heritages and thousands of years of history all embodied by this like gilded court like i think it does such a better job of doing that than anything in this animated movie because the animated movie can't meaningfully answer what it means for anastasia to be alive right other than she's a princess and we want something with a princess in it because Disney's and doing stuff with princesses and that's what and people so want are to we. see. Yeah. Fun fact, I actually have a prop from, this, uh, from the stage musical.
0: Really? What is it?
1: Um, okay, so context. So every year they do a thing called Broadway Cares where it's like a big charity auction-y thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is like they raise money for Broadway Cares, um, which is like a support fund, a lot of AIDS research. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so they have like tiered prizes for people, like literally right after curtain drops, they'll all step out and be like, "Hey, so it's Broadway Cares," uh, and they'll explain what it is, and they'll be like, "For five dollars you can get this, for ten dollars you can get this, for you know, and it goes up to like literally thousands of dollars if you want something like really nice, but mm-hmm. for five dollars they had. There is a scene where the Dowager Empress is sitting and reading letters from all these people claiming to be Anastasia. Mm. Like, she's like, I remember our summers out in the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. blah." And then she'll, like, do an aside where she'll be like, man, they're getting, they're doing their homework. I'll give them credit. Um, And they were just selling little bundles of those because, you know, they have, like, hundreds of them. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take some. And, you know, what's funny. It not only has the actual text of, like, the letter, but also in parentheses, her actual lines. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's I funny. should have brought it down. I have it. It's somewhere in my like. It's somewhere. I think I have it with my playbills. You know, it's like a. Yeah. Role. I don't know. That is like, cool. This is kind of a cool thing to have. Yeah. Oh wow. But yeah, it is so weird because I'm like, is is the Broadway version of it capital G great? Mm, no. Mm. Not really. But is it better? Is it closer to sounds what a like good it. version of this is? Yeah, I would say it's good. I would uh, say like, like if it has you we're real going to do stakes. A, Yeah, it has real stakes. It has like emotional weights, and like it has themes. So little of this movie has like themes or arcs or characters or anything, and like you don't appreciate that till you start talking about it. And like we've been talking for almost an hour now. Yeah, guys, if you haven't figured out yet, we're not doing notes. uh, We're not doing um, internet minute this week. We kind of just wanted to be angry, Um, Mm -hmm. like we've been talking for almost an hour now, and I'm like, what is this movie even, a- what is this movie? And you just realize it's nothing. nothing
0: it ain't anything. anything. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't
1: anything. Exactly. It ain't anything. Uh. Which I think is a bit, like we haven't even talked about the fact that Hank Azaria voices a bat who's just constantly going like, mm-hmm. oh, here we go. For some reason he sounds like a New Yorker. They
0: really did just copy and paste like Aladdin. Any Disney movie.
1: Right. Just like Well, that's what it is. Like, Literally, I found a quote from uh, um, uh, Don Bluth that's literally like, I felt like he needed a fun comedic side character, and I thought that would be a fun one. And it's like,
0: Iago, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, if you didn't have a reason to, like, you don't have a reason to put him in other than you feel like he should be.
0: Right.
1: Like, there's no reason for Pune to be here, but you feel like it should be. There's no reason for the music to be here, but you feel like it should be. Like, it's supposed to be, yeah. Right. And that is so much of this movie. Um, Like, and... I guess it just frustrates me because, like, people defend this movie. People get really, like, aggro if I suggest this movie isn't good. And I'm like... At the end of the day, it's not even the best animated musical from 1997, invoking golden age romantic comedies centered around a golden child from a golden place separated from her parents at birth with no memory of her past, and a villain who has a grudge specifically against her dad. That was Hercules. It's not the best (laughs) animated musical about a princess separated from her parents by a villain who uses sorcery to stay alive, and she goes on a journey of self-discovery and has a romance with a handsome con man with a heart of gold. That's Tangled. It's not even the best animated musical about a red-headed, spunky princess who has lost memories going on a journey of self-discovery with a commoner finding the family she's longed for but also there's snow everywhere because that's fucking frozen guys right. <laughs> oh my when God. i said i was taking notes that was all of my notes
0: yeah and it's all there yeah
1: yeah and like again i guess the point of that is like don blue's story is being disenchanted with where the disney company was and leaving to do something new you can say a lot and of things then about not doing anything new yeah well, no, because he did do stuff new. And it was the stuff that people actually liked. It wasn't right. like he tried and it failed. It succeeded. Secret of Nim is considered like this great oh, cult yeah. classic animation. People love that movie. And American Tale was the most financially successful non-Disney animated film of all time. People love that movie. The Land Before Time is iconic. Oh, it is right. simply one of the, like, it is one of those there's animated exactly movies that transcends. Yeah, it transcends, like, there's a reason why, though. And then, for some reason, he decided, after a string of failures, no, I have to go back to Dis- – I have to try and do Disney. But you can't be something that you're not. And so right. clearly, you were never Disney, man. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, it, like, it's a bummer. And it's a bummer because it's like he hasn't really gone to do anything else since. You know, he had a couple – At like, all? He ends up doing one more film with Fox before they just – Yeah, he does Titan AE, which I – you can't – Oh. So Some, maybe someday we'll find an excuse to talk about that. It, it's it's very similar to Treasure Planet in terms of era and style, and oh. it's not good. Um, and yeah, he literally hasn't been able to get an animated film off the ground. He's tried. He's Jeez. done like demo reels. He's been trying to make a Dragon Slayer movie for forever, and he just hasn't. And like, it is so funny that Disney. It's also kind of like funny because again, th- these were Fox movies. Right. So trying to like match Disney. So trying to like beat disney in its own game only to end up getting scooped up by the walt disney company anyway
0: anyway in the end wow and,
1: and it is yeah and it's it's which is also weird because we like all, we're on year five
0: we will all yeah, turn we'll to dust by disney. and returned to yeah. the disney
1: yeah we'll all get oh god we'll mm-hmm. all get dumped into the water at tiana's splash mountain yes.
0: or it. <laughs> yeah yeah you adventure yeah um
1: But yeah, and I don't know, it's also kind of a bummer because it's like, I want, like, I don't know, I kind of, like, even if it wasn't good, I liked that there was a non-Disney movie trying to be Disney.
0: Right, I'm always in favor of a princess.
1: Right, I'll always root for a princess, even if their movie sucks. (laughs) Right. Um, And I guess it's also just the bummer of, like, you know, Fox has been owned by Disney for five years now, and I just look at, like, the movies that they're supposed to be making, and it's like, another alien movie, Uh, Another Predator movie. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a bummer. You know, I mentioned this film in the context of them owning Fox for five years, but I don't really have anything interesting to say about that other than like, yeah, "Yeah, it's kind of a bummer we're reaching this point where it's like all of these relics to the past. You know, Disney Plus is now just a relic to like what Fox was or like what Fox had. It's not making new things necessarily. Right. Or at least not making like... You know, it's not making, like, new, quote-unquote, adult films.
0: Right, right, exactly.
1: Right, I don't... Should we do, like, just five minutes brainstorming things we like so we're not complete assholes? Yes,
0: okay. I did like... I I like the Paris song. I don't even know what it's called. Right. But, like, it's kitschy and cute. Yes. And um, I'll tolerate it.
1: yeah. Uh, I like a lot of the character designs. Well, I like some of the character designs. Right. Damn, this is hard. Once you're angry, you can't we stop. We
0: didn't talk about... Yeah, we've got nothing right now as crickets. We didn't We didn't really talk about Dimitri, did we?
1: I don't have anything nice to say about Dimitri.
0: Exactly. He's got reason, no riz. In
1: my head... he's mid. He's, he's mid and he has no
0: riz. He has no
1: The meanest thing you could say to a human in the year 2024. Okay, wait,
0: but is it just me? Or, like, did they not even make him that handsome? <laughs>
1: Well, again, that's the problem. They're trying to go, like, weirdly realistic with everything, and it just makes it worse. Like, Vlad looks more appealing because he's just a round old fella. Right. Whereas this, it's like they're trying to give him a chisel jaw and stuff, and it's just uncanny because I'm like, if you wanted him to look like that, you should have just made this live action.
0: Right. I, didn't I say that? I was like, this could have and should have been a live action
1: movie. Which is why the fucking Broadway show works so much better! Right. Because it's just, it's grounded. sorry. sorry I'm... I can't waste one of my three walk away from the microphones to screams.
0: Not now. on this. Not now.
1: Right. I also I was thinking about that bit. and I'm like, God. You know why people like that bit? Because it's retro. It invokes an era of YouTube film criticism <laughs> where the punchline to every joke was scream or make noise. Right. It's 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 a throwback to the 2000s. <laughs> 2001 it was called. Time.
0: They want their meme back. Oh, they hung up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> well, <laughs> Were no, you about I, to I, make god. a
0: second tower joke?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, yeah, no, and also, like, for some reason, uh, John Cusack, uh in my head, like his voice in this movie sounds like Chris Pine doing shtick. Oh my god! I'm just, like, I, th- I, I couldn't get that, that out of my it head. It sounds <gasps> right? like Chris Pine. And I was like, it can't be. That's this is way too early for a Chris Pine, right? Right, 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 right. And I was like, "Yeah, that can't be it." But he does, and it drives me crazy because I'm like, "God damn it!" Because I'm like in my head then I'm just thinking back to like, "Man, I'd much rather be watching the D and D movie right now. Wouldn't that be <laughs> right. fun?"
0: Mm-hmm. He, he's
1: got the ri- yeah. In that movie, Chris Pine is peak and has all the riz,
0: exactly,
1: because he's a bard and they roll on charisma. Um, <laughs> but like, no, I like Anastasia's design. I do yeah, love the journey to the they past made beautiful. sequence, like. Again, like the musical sequences individually are fun, but again, that has like the nineteen forties, like fifties energy of mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll we'll stage this really well, even if it doesn't emotionally tie into the story very well. Right. Um God, this is hard to not.
0: Maybe that's it.
1: Yeah. Is that it? Is that <laughs> all there is to life? Just yelling about yelling about sad Russians.
0: About yeah. Ah, this Yell movie. About
1: You know about imperial. I mean, again, it's the problem with like you know, it's the problem with like tying this into real history of like, you know, oh, you know, the poor nobles. Like, yeah, we're bringing the royal court back. Why would everyone be excited? Like, again, all of them were alive to know things sucked during the imperial time too. Right. And it's the joke is the idea that they're all shallow enough to be like, well, at least there was gold everywhere.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: That's one thing I like about this movie. It's sparkly. That's fun. Oh, yeah. I do <laughs> I do love when animated movies can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does almost, I guess that is a testament to, like, it almost sells you on the idea of, like, oh, this ancient era. Oh, things were so much <sighs> more magical back then. It's like. Right. People are fucking starving to death on the front lines, man. Right. Like, they were, they didn't have shoes. Like, most of them were no. kind of gangrene.
0: Children like, were working in like, factories. And that was factories.
1: exclusively, yeah, that was exclusively the czar's fault.
0: Yeah. hmm
1: Like, he was an autocrat. He could have fixed that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, and here we are again. Maybe
0: we needed that. Maybe we needed to get that vitriol out of our system, like early in the year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like I have some bile on me. You wanna you wanna yell about something else? What like, what are we mad about lately? The war. Um. The war.
0: The bread. Gas. Well, actually, gas prices have been gas prices have been fine. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just this movie. Maybe I needed something to be mad about. Right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm just
1: hallucinating that everything's terrible right now, and actually things are super chill. Like right. the annoying neoliberals on Twitter are right, and things are actually great. Yeah. Um. <gasps>
0: <gasps> oh, all right. Just, just Send us home minute. before we go crazy. Just, or just give me a minute.
1: <laughs> just I, I I need a minute. <clears throat> all right, Carter, come on. End of, end episode. Well. And until we're... Oh, fuck. I can't even think of any. I'm keeping this in the episode. People need to know. And
0: until... I usually
1: clean this shit up. No.
0: Until we um, are trying to steal money from an empress.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Until next time we're back to... a We're upon a December and we're torturing an old lady with dreams of her dead family who were all violently executed in a basement. I'm Carter
0: and I'm Sydney.
1: Again, how how is Pocahontas okay, only wait. slightly more problematic than this?
0: I just remembered that was the part of the movie where I was like fuck this movie when he fucking kidnaps the empress. <laughs> that? Right?
1: I'm just like
0: is the part where I'm like I'm get like in reality this woman shit. is
1: like crying oh, because she's me. like it's my turn. <laughs> Right. Like oh you know they're finishing it they're finishing the job no, this is, he, I'm going to die here.
0: No, when he like hijacks a Model T yes and like tinkers down the road with the damn Empress, that's the part of the movie that I'm like oh I quit this sucks this is bad.
1: I yeah right because I'm like again it's, it's a fucking pot cul de sac of like you betrayed me. <laughs> and then he's like i got to make this right. right and like i kind of like the idea that she vaguely remembers the trap door and he goes oh my fucking god no oh. one like no one yeah, would know that. that's kind of good but it's like that needs to be a core thing that right. can't be like a at the 11th hour and then we go in the stupid fucking cul-de-sac of like oh i'm mad at you and he, right. she and he's like i got to make it up to her what are these voices and then, i got to make then, it up and, to and her <laughs> and then like we finally have the moment where they actually meet and then it's like oh, I'm not accepting the reward money. And then she's like, okay. and Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> I think this Actual movie needs hands, to be guys. about Dimitri.
1: Right? Like, I, well, because it, it doesn't even feel like it has an audience POV. Nominally, it's Anastasia, but it doesn't really feel like it.
0: No, it doesn't at all. Oh God, here we go. Right,
1: You either need it to make it, she is, she you either had to make her the main character and you never know if she's actually the princess or Mm -hmm. you needed to make it about him, a commoner turned con man who ends up finding the princess. You had to pick a lane. It couldn't just be let's have scenes.
0: Yes. (laughs) That's what they did.
1: But until we're talking about something (laughs) that doesn't cause me to have my head in my hands for at least the last five minutes of this episode, I'm Carter.
0: And I'm Sydney.
1: Have a magical day.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: The Disney Desk is brought to you by Carter and Sydney.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Disney Desk for the latest updates about the show.
1: Want more of the most magical podcast on Earth? The Disney Desk is now on Patreon.
0: For exclusive weekly bonus content from us, go to patreoncom Desk and become a patron for as little as three dollars a month. Thank you.
1: I, This episode is so far off the rails already, but I'm it is, having okay. the best time. It's okay. I honestly was going to petition us to do this at like 10:30 at night, right, just so, so we, we can could drink introduce and get alcohol. Really angry.
0: That's yeah, a mistake. Get
1: like violently angry. We didn't
0: learn our no, lesson no. with uh, the Lorax.